Hello, hello, hello. This is a slightly fake energetic voice there for everybody. <laughs> Nicola, you'll be putting on some fake energy as well today, I think. How's it going? Good morning. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if like going back to bed when it's still morning is a good idea or if you're better uh, off just staying up and like having a daytime nap instead, you know, I'm not sure which is better. Uh, early yeah. motherhood is still, uh, I'm still learning <laughs> when to nap. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a funny story this morning. Effie, me and Estelle were going downstairs at like seven o'clock or whatever. And um, Effie didn't follow us. So after a few minutes, I was like, oh, I better go back up, see what she's doing. She had got back into bed properly. Like, <laughs> I was just like, this is a minor miracle. I can actually see the future already. Effie is going to be one of those kids that you won't be able to get out of the bed. You know, like I can see her. Great. Kind of, Lily was like that. So I'm hoping, she likes uh, to kind of snuggle in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Estelle is like up with the lark. And then half an hour later, she'll be like, I'm tired. And you're like, ah, Anyway, hello and welcome to Fox First Five, everybody. It is absolutely pouring here this morning. I kind of love it. Oh, yes, same here. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) The moment (laughs) in the winter, like when there's days like that, I feel less guilty for like being home most of the time. (laughs) Like I I go for a walk nearly every day, but I feel less guilty. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of love it at the moment. So, yeah. But it's shit on a Saturday when you have kids because you can't do anything. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they have their classes and stuff on Saturday morning anyway, so it's not too bad. But I was going to go for a run. But like, honestly, if I went out, I'd be oh, so no. in 10 minutes. So I'm a bit like not bothered. But um, zero pity for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, I was supposed to be doing a half marathon next weekend. And I'm like, oh. there's not a hope. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I might drop to the 10K. And now I'm like, well, actually, I'm getting my hair done Friday night. And <laughs> I've got a I've got a hen party Saturday afternoon, so I was like, yeah. I was like, um, I maybe like if I don't do the run, then my hair would be perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, it's a good idea. You're dead right. So I was like, because I do these things, like I book I book on these things, like you know the Months marathon side for like motivation to keep running, and it's done that trick. Like now I haven't trained up past thirteen and a half k, and I'm half marathon's like twenty one, but. You know, at least it kind of kept me going a bit. So I don't feel too bad. Like it's not really, the race isn't really the purpose. It's more the yes, training, if you know what yeah. I mean. So, um, and I've had a lot on, so I just feel like, oh, you know what? Um, You're a very busy woman. I feel like you should just embrace the hen and get your hair done nicely and go and Yeah, yeah, maybe. Emer's over for the weekend. So, oh, yes, yeah, Fiona, um, our friends are getting married in March. It's Fiona's hen on Saturday. So we're very like, much looking forward to that. Um, like and you know what the there's no theme so it's just like glam get dressed up I was like oh my nice. god getting dressed up I can't remember the t- last time I just got dressed up you know what I mean uh, yeah it's nice because um, you never really have the opportunity to because everything's quite casual over here you know it's much dressier in Ireland actually when you go out and stuff is it yeah yeah it's very casual so um so I'm looking forward to put on a bit of glam and full face of makeup and yeah being a girl um so that's next weekend but how do we get on to that I don't know um, it's been a busy week yes work is very busy mm-hmm. and um, also I was telling I was telling you during the week I was doing this guitar course and we had our like final oh, jam yes. session on Thursday night <laughs> so I was shitting it because I'm not great like <laughs> and um, and actually it was like to say I enjoyed it would push it a bit but I enjoyed everybody else but um, yeah. I enjoyed being on the stage and, and all that but like I just thought I played my playing wasn't great but you know what it was an experience yeah, you've only been doing it for like seven weeks is yeah, it? yeah 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 we played two, we, we were told we were going to play two songs and maybe it would just be one 
and then on the night we turned up and there was only four guitarists and there was eight singers so we oh. had to play I had to play four times I was like oh fuck <laughs> So, um, but anyway, it's funny. I'll send you a picture later. I look, I look a bit like John Deacon and Queen on, on stage. Really? But anyway, so, um, but I loved it. And the people I did it with were so sound, so nice, so supportive. So yeah, we're, what's supposed to happen now is we're supposed to form a band and then they do a showcase in March and we, we can play two songs at the showcase. And uh, invite, like, well, sure, you've done four now. So that's <laughs> like you're going down <laughs> <laughs> so um, I know, yeah, but then it's like, you know, it already it's like form a band, right? You have to get a drummer and a singer and a bassist. And oh, it's funny. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I've enjoyed it. You know what? I've loved doing something new. The first few weeks I was like, this, this is amazing. Yeah. I got totally into it, like, you know, but um, yeah, so that was that. Yeah, that's been this week. I've out tonight to see Queens of the Stone Age. So um, looking forward oh to that. Oh my God, you have some life. <laughs> I feel like it's now like that the kids are that bit older and stuff you're kind of getting it's your easier to get babysitters but yeah. mm-hmm. it's definitely like you've definitely embraced it like you have a gig every like two weeks every week do you know what moment. we didn't though it seems like we did we just happened to have a couple it's really annoying bands tour at the same time of year yeah. they tour around now they tour around February March so everybody you, you end up having three or four gigs in the space of like mm-hmm. six weeks and then there's nothing for six months, you know. Yeah, I was that happened a just a couple of years ago. It's really September, annoying. October, so yeah. we had um, Young Fathers, Bombay Bicycle Club and this in the space of a few weeks, you know, um, and Woody's gig, you know. But I mean, that's what we do. Like some people go to, I still always say this, some people go to spas, some people go to football matches, some people go to rugby matches. We go to gigs, you know, that's the, yes, yeah. the thing. And we don't, you know, some people go out for dinner. We never go for dinner, you know. It's, yeah. It's no, just this will be nice. Is it in Glasgow or in Edinburgh? It's actually on in the Hydro, which is massive, you know, so it'll be a huge crowd. So, um, but we're in standing, Glasgow. which is good. I saw a clip of um, of one of their gigs down south. I'm not a massive Queen's Story fan. I love Josh Holm, the singer. He's fab. If you ever hear him interviewed, he's just a, a wonder. He's like, he's kind of like Keanu Reeves. He's just one of these amazingly, you know, uh, empathetic sound people, you know, Um and I saw a clip of one of their gigs down south and there was a proper full on major mosh pit. So I was like, shirt last night, I was like, not in the, I'm not going anywhere near, the, I just want you to know I'm not going anywhere near the mosh, <laughs> mosh pit. Not that Stuart would be up there, but like. I know, I was about to say. <laughs> Di probably would. My friend Di, she probably be like, yeah, let's get up there front. Um, but I was like, no, because you get clocked, you know, but um, yeah. there you go. So that, yeah, so looking forward to that. But um, yeah, so oh, I'll go. And yeah, Nicola, you've had a tough all week with uh a non-sleeping yeah, yeah. baby. Oh, and we should say last week you were you were both ill, which yeah, you're obviously coming off the back of that as well, which isn't yeah, great. Yeah, so, we're still kind of ill. <laughs> I feel like when you don't sleep, it takes you much longer to recover from things. Of course, because um, sleep is what fixes you. I'm always telling the kids that in yeah. motherhood. Yeah, so this is probably my favorite time of her as a baby, but my least favorite time in motherhood because yeah. she's just not sleeping. So I like I've never felt less like myself in my whole life. I know you feel like a, you feel like someone's taken over your body. Even when yeah. I go out for a walk, it's like a slow mo walk because <laughs> it's just like a walk well, to exhausted. get out of the house. You're exhausted. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, no. I'm looking forward to December now and stuff because even lack of sleep wise, at least we have some nice plans and stuff like that. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. November is always a bit of a May month, I think, because it's mm-hmm. kind of like batting down the hatches a bit, you know, for the month itself. But yeah, yeah. But uh, that's it now. Uh, we're grand. We're surviving. But mm-hmm. um, Maeve is adorable. She's great crack, and she's loads of hair now, which is fabulous. Uh, and she yeah, you sent some nice pictures. Just really good fun. 
Yeah. You know, so can't wait to get helps. five million cuddles <laughs> over Christmas. Yeah. There so speaking helps. of speaking of Christmas, our first item today is Christmas. Oh. I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, got the enthusiasm. Well, only a month away. Like what, I know weeks? it's a shocker. I actually kind of feel strange that I'm I'm not more in the Christmas vibe. But anyway, uh, okay, number one. One. Did we say welcome to Fox Wars Five? Welcome to Fox Wars Five, people. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Okay, so this is kind of about like the fact that a little bit what we talked about there, maybe that you know it can be a bit overwhelming this time of year. I find particularly with the kids since they went to school. There's so much stuff goes on in school. They have, you know, Christmas fairs, Christmas concerts, costumes, you know, donations, shoebox appeal. Um, mm, one thing after another. Yeah. Gifts for the tambola, baking for the bake sale, like um, Santa visits, um, Santa's letter. So the PTA spend loads of time, yeah. you know. Oh, it's every day there's an email and it's, it's like, like. Stimulated very oh. much. And then on top of that, you've got your own life where you're trying to, you know, organize travel and seeing people and all that stuff. And we do this mental thing as society where we're like, we'll definitely meet up before Christmas. And then you try to meet everyone, you know, in December, which is <laughs> fucking mad. Um, and then, you know, Christmas time, you've got the whole logistics around food and gifts and Oh, and, you know, again, seeing people on those particular important days and it's wild. It's just fucking wild. It's like a military operation for everybody. You'll recall my uh, my poem from last Christmas for the mums and the women out there who were <laughs> put upon. Or maybe wheel it out again this year. Do wheel it out. Now that anyway. I'm a mother, I might appreciate it more. <laughs> mm. So anyway, this was an article that was on RTE, but it's basically about trying to sort of you know, steely yourself for the upcoming period. It's that time of year when our senses get flooded with Christmas stimuli, carol, sense and visual display, trigger festive awareness and past memories. Many people go on alert with Christmas anticipatory anxiety and stress. As the holiday hype starts earlier each year, stress responses are prolonged. This Christmas creep is propelled by marketing and consumerism, making it no longer just about one day for families, advent calendars, the arrival of elves on the shelves, Christmas Eve rituals and making the magic happen at layers. It is also a landmark for heartbreak, loss and estrangements. Workloads increase, deadlines loom, to-do lists overflow and schools schedules ramp up. Social media pictures of perfection evoke expectations to create a memorable Christmas or induce FOMO or a sense of isolation. Personal calendars get cluttered with parties, charity events, school concerts, carol services, meetups, reunions and more. Duties increase for carers and opportunities to rest and recover become sparser. Family dynamics is anybody else stressed yet listening to this? Family dynamics can intensify as members gather under the same roof. Homes get invaded. Old homes get invaded. <laughs> Old embedded familial roles resurface as clashes from the past simmer tensely. Internal permission is often granted to overindulge in food and alcohol. Hangovers intrude on precious time. Mental health conditions can be amplified and, uh, and seasonal affective disorder, journalised anxiety disorder and social anxiety. Women tend to shoulder the burden of making Christmas happen. In a study by the American Psychological Association, it was found that women experienced a higher spike in stress levels than men during the holiday season. Surprise, surprise. From juggling, cooking, cleaning, shopping to entertaining and decorating, they tend to take on more Christmas related duties. Surveys have found that the majority of women write and send the Christmas cards, buy the presents, do the food shopping. Oh, my God, I forgot about Christmas cards um, and cook the Christmas dinner. 
Creating Christmas <laughs> is still driven by a <laughs> real world example there of societal. Uh, I actually completely plan. forgot about Christmas cards. I must put it on my list. Um, Christmas creating Christmas is still driven by societal expectations for women to uphold traditions. Many women tend to sacrifice their own needs to make others happy. So while we may not avoid stress during the festive period, here are top ten the top ten tips to buffer it. Now I won't go through all these in detail because some of them are pretty simple. But anyway, maybe start a conversation. One, write it down. Basically, this is like make a list, tick things off. You'll feel better about yourself, right? Two, keep it simple. Order online, shop early or when you have a quiet minute, you know, around now rather than waiting until, you know, the first week of December when things are starting to really ramp up. And I'm also going to give you some Black Friday tips in my Oh, amazing, amazing. (laughs) Um, There's a bizarre bit in here where I'm like, who would even do this? Uh, If you have money, pay for a cleaner in December. Fine. If not, get a group of friends or family to help do a cleaning bits. <laughs> like talk about making your your friends and family <coughs> stress extra then, you know what I mean? Do you <laughs> Come more. on. Okay, number three, time management. Organisational time management skills alleviate stress, plan dates and allocate plenty of time for Christmas tasks. Oh, piss off, right? Anyway, number four, plan your finances. All right, let's not get into that one because we understand that. Five, meditate. <laughs> Guided meditation yields mental and physical rewards. A daily dose of 20 minutes is beneficial to lower stress. 20 minutes? I know. 20 minutes? Unravel thoughts and calm the body. Regular practice triggers the body's relaxation response and enhances the bounce back effect from stressful situations. Apart from formal sessions, practice mindfulness throughout the day with three simple steps. Pay attention to your breathing, loosen tension in your body and immerse in all your senses, see, feel what you can see, feel, touch and taste. Somebody said that to me recently. They were like coaching um, people in sort of high executive power places. And they were like, they were like, you need to get out for a walk at lunchtime. You need to get out of the office for 15 minutes or whatever. And they said, I literally can't. I cannot do it. Like, And they went, right, step outside your front door and take your shoes and socks off and just stand there for <laughs> two minutes. Just so you're feeling something else yes. and your brain is like moved yeah. away from whatever that thing is that you're doing, you know, and you're using different parts of your senses. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Six, mind your thoughts. Thoughts are powerful, so be mindful of your cognitions. Ask if they're healthy, helpful and accurate. Your thinking patterns can put you in bad form and add to stress. Try not to induce a mental drama. <laughs> the mental drama. <laughs> I feel like that could be like a name for a new podcast. Um, seven, keep lifestyle factors in check. Regular movement, daylight, healthy eating and moderation all matter. Try to get to bed early, have a few power naps if needed and enjoy interests and activities. Engage in de-stressing strategies that you enjoy such as reading book, watching a movie, having a lavender bath, going for a swim or listening to an inspirational podcast. Well, here you are, folks. Uh, <laughs> don't wait until New Year to start healthy habits. Number eight, be altruistic, helping and giving contribute to psychological health. In studies, generosity has been found to produce physiological and psychological benefits. People involved in volunteering gain social and emotional rewards. Giving to others releases feel-good neurochemicals such as oxytocin and endorphins. Just a quick aside on that, actually. I don't know if you saw, it was Children in Need this week and Vernon Kay did four marathons in four days. Oh my God, the poor guy. Like, you should watch the clip of him leaving on the fourth morning. Your heart would go out to him. But you should have heard the messages that were coming in for him on the last day from people who were like, I've only got £10 in my account, but I'm giving it to Vernon. Like, stuff like this. It was I didn't know it was on, actually. It was yesterday, yeah. Oh, jeez, we've had Pudsy Bear up to our flipping eyeballs this week. Um... (laughs) 
Nine, create boundaries. Responding to family dynamics can be tricky as people fall into old roles and regress emotional regulations and holding healthy boundaries are helpful. Okay. Yeah, we know all that as well. Ten, make a timetable. <laughs> this was me last year with Christmas dinner, remember? I was like, oh, wait, yeah. we're putting everything in it, it this worked, time. We're taking it out. We actually brought, had a really good Christmas dinner last year. So I brought the strategy to it. I brought the structure and you, you bring the creativity. I bring the structure. Mm. <laughs> right. Take a rest. Everyone needs quiet time and rest periods. On the run up to Christmas, focus on what the real meaning of it is to you and how you'd like it to be. Children and people remember the company, the atmosphere and the love felt. To avoid Christmas burnout, pace it, have realistic expectations, budget, take daily rest breaks, get outdoors and keep Christmas related thoughts healthy. Simple. That was 11 tips, by the way, not 10. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. It's a feckin' lot Christmas like, you know, so... Yeah, like I just think like you need to like there's only so much one person can do. So you need yeah. to just I feel like for us sometimes it's like when we get home to Killarney, we kind of feel guilt for not being there so far. So we kind of take on a lot then, you know, when we're yeah, down home. Yeah, we do. But yeah, we're yeah. Actually it's like you walk in the door home. like, give me something to do. Ah. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> yeah. Uh, are going to go home like some weekend and run up to to help decorate. and stuff. So I think that'll oh, help. Yeah. And I think Brian is going to do the same and stuff like that. But I think like there's only so much you can do. But like I'm actually looking forward to it this year I'm really looking forward to it and like just because we're in our own house and obviously having the baby not that she's gonna really was gonna but it's nice to just like first time oh, in our sad. in our house to do it up and stuff like that so I'm looking forward to it yeah, and you know what I actually feel like this year it hasn't been too psychotic Christmassy in November mm-hmm. last year I feel like it was really the last few years I, I don't know was it because we were in the pandemic we had nothing else going on maybe November was so Christmassy before. Whereas this year, maybe it's just I'm a bit detached. I haven't really been out and about. Like, I, I know think, all the shops are all Christmassy and stuff, but that doesn't really bother me. I, I think for both you and I, because we've moved house and things like that in the last couple of years, and that you know that that is quite, you know, that's a big change, and it's changing your lifestyle. And then you spend your new, you know, first time in a new house at Christmas and stuff. That can be sort of like you know. It's all a bit dis- discombobulating is what I'm trying to say. So, mm. yeah, you know, your focus is maybe elsewhere and you've got new babies. So your focus is going to be elsewhere. But um, no, but I agree with you. I don't think it's gone mad yet, but maybe we're not into the full. Excuse me. Maybe we're not into the full sort of December madness yet, obviously. So the other thing to probably do is like, you know, ask your other half or anyone in your life that can help to help a little bit as well. You know, if you're yeah, feeling a bit overburdened, I think that's an, a, a good thing to do. I'm obsessed with having a different Christmas though I'd really like to like us all go out for dinner or something like that instead of having it at home just to see what it's like you know what I mean we might be like it was terrible but I bet you we'd be like that was amazing I don't know you see it's so funny because for me that cooking Christmas dinner is my Christmas you Mm. know so that's what makes me happy on Christmas Day although last year I was pregnant and I was a bit allergic to everybody around me (laughs) but uh, this year I couldn't get drunk on mimosas like I usually do Uh Um, but yeah I don't know because for me, yeah, exactly. It's the cooking and stuff that I enjoy. Like, I'd feel weird if I was just sitting around for the day. I would hate I it. Was in, um, <laughs> I was in Hotel Duvan in Glasgow during the week, which is a very lovely hotel. And they have residents for do Christmas it. and they do Christmas Day. Oh, my nice. God. It looks amazing. Christmas trees in the bedrooms. Like yeah, Hayfield Manor does it as well. It looks oh, stop. Mm. I was like... Book me in. I'm mm. coming. I'd love it. But I'd never be away from all of you at Christmas if I can avoid it. Like, you know, obviously that's what my Christmas means to me. But on, I was just, I can see myself like getting later in life doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Like and like the thing is, I feel like obviously we all gather because our parents are still alive and stuff like that. Who knows in the next 10, 15 years yeah. of the situation will be. 
people will probably scatter more, you know, once mm-hmm. things change. But for the mm-hmm. moment, it's nice. But I, I, we probably, yeah, I don't know. Like, will we go to Clarny? be in Clarny every Christmas morning for the next few years, you know, yeah. like change a bit, like you wouldn't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that is that. And anyway, mm-hmm. we better move on. We've, I'd say the podcast nearly finished. <laughs> exactly. Over to you, Nicola. Number two. Two. A couple of things this week. So the one new thing that I watched is actually I meant to look up where you can watch it because I am um, watching the dodgy box. Uh, the movie about, do you remember in 2021, they, there was a whole short on the stock market of GameStop? Oh, yeah. So they made a, a movie about it. Um, mm. So it's just out. So I'd say it's probably cinema kind of time. I don't think it's on any streaming platforms yet. Oh, what's it called? But Dumb Money. Oh, Dumb money. Um, but it and that guy's in it who I don't really like. Um Paul what's his face. I saw him in an interview once, Paul Dano. I saw him in an interview once and he wasn't very nice. Mm. Um so, Is he kind of young, handsome guy? No, I'll send you a picture of him there. Um you know what else he's in? He always kind of plays strange characters. Do you remember prisoners? He played the murderer and well the kidnapper in prisoners if you look him up there Paul Dano he was in uh, a few things like that he's kind of plays a baddie and a lot of things but he's oh, in he's, he's funny movies yeah. so no he's I've good though he's a good actor he's very good actor but I've seen yeah. him in an interview before and he was he was he was girl. wasn't he like the wasn't he like the serial killer in um something he has a prisoners he's the bad guy in prisoners um, he's got a serial thing. killer vibe off him actually yeah, yeah he does yeah but <laughs> very good actor but Anyway, it's very enjoyable. Um, I know I'm kind of telling you this now and you can't watch it yet, so maybe it's a waste of time. Mm. But um, if you do see it coming up, the money, it's um, all about that and what happened with the stock market. So you kind of see five or six people's story. America Ferrer's in it as well. And you see, like, she's oh. a nurse. You see all these people's stories. And so this guy, um, I think his name's Keith Gill. In real life, obviously, it's a real story. Yeah. He kind of just likes the look of GameStop, the stock for GameStop. Yeah. But it's only yeah. at like $2 or $3 or something. But he's like, they're doing some things. Like, this is going to, I think this looks good. This stock looks good. Yeah. And he has a YouTube channel. And people start like listening to him and start investing in GameStop. But mm. then what's also happened is you have these big, like, again, I don't really totally understand the financial stuff because it kind of goes over my head, the stock market and stuff. But they've invested in it failing. So they've mm. basically backed that the company is going to fail. and oh, that the, the traders. Okay. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so a clash. You have yeah. This, so you have, and this is where the kind of the whole thing came from. It's kind of like the small guy versus the big guy, you know, mm. whereas like all these normal people started investing in games have to basically say fuck you to these big companies that mm. had backed it to, to short. The stock mm. was going to short. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's basically about like these different people, but the main guy and like what he invests and he's invests quite a bit of money, like $50,000 into this stock. And he kind of tells people and every day he posts like what his stock is at, how much he has earned, blah, blah, blah. And it goes to mental money. Like, but you've all these other normal people who've also invested. Mm-hmm. So you see these normal people and it's like, Blah blah blah, um, like these college students, uh, net worth minus two hundred and forty thousand dollars because they're in college and stuff like that, you know, before they invest. Mm. And then you follow their kind of stories as well in terms of like it, it, it basically hits a peak 
And Does it happen in a space of a few days or is it like over six a few months? Weeks, okay. About weeks. Maybe two months. Mm-hmm. But you kind of see where the stock goes. There's a stock that starts to go up and it gets mm. to like $120 more. Mm. So mm. like the main guy at one point is at like $44 million. Wow. <laughs> but he holds out, like he doesn't sell it. Mm. And it's kind of about that. And then like what happens on the back of that? Like, because all these people are listening to him and what yeah. he's doing, you know? Yeah. And then because it was so random that this guy started backing the stock and it created this mad like surge on the stock market, that there's like an investigation into it and all that. So you see that as well. But um, it's really good. It's very mm. well done. Um, I mean, what's her name? You know, Shayla Woodley is in it as well. She plays his wife in it, Shailene Woodley. Um, and uh, Pete Davidson is in it as his brother. Oh. So there's a few good characters in it. Mm. Um, and because it's based on real life, I liked it because it's mm-hmm. kind of a mad story. And it's, it's like a modern fairy tale type thing. Yeah, and it's not happy ending for everybody. Like not everybody that invested sold it at the right time and stuff. Of so course. it's kind of it's very interesting to see it. And like, you know, you kind of have that debate with yourself. It's like, oh, would I sell it now? Or would I keep yeah. it? Because like, there's that kind of greed element of like, yeah. do you sell it now and see what happens? And then like, you could have made another couple of million or whatever. Yeah. So it's very good. Um, so I would recommend it. So that oh. was my watch for the week. Um, but in cool. other news, I am currently comfort watching Eeyore. And it Aww. is a joy. I watched it about six years ago. We rewatched most of the series, but I started again this week just because it's kind of nice to have something with loads of yeah. episodes you can just throw on it was the same when I went through Grey's Anatomy yeah. but it's so much better than Grey's Anatomy like it's just so much more gritty and dark and well done and what a series it's all on Sky so you literally have every episode on Sky because mm-hmm. it was on Channel 4 originally so mm-hmm. I would highly recommend that too I oh, get good. an awful lot of joy out of that so we, it is an absolutely mahoosive TV weekend we had Children Need last night we have and the Big Brother final oh, Big Brother. About in a sec. Mm-hmm. we have Strictly from Blackpool which is a big gig tonight for those who watch it and then Sunday night is I'm a celebrity get me out of here starting so we maybe talk about that next week but yeah Big Brother we were chatting about it last night if you haven't heard and you're watching it you can switch off now because we're going to talk about who won but um, yeah very worthy winner in Jordan the only negative thing I had to say about him was he was kind of stringing Henry along a bit even mm-hmm. to the end I kind of felt like he's not but maybe he wasn't clear on his own feelings for him you know what I mean yeah I think he has feelings for him but he's just wasn't really allowing himself because of being on TV and all that yes stuff as well, like. agree agree um but you saw glimmers of that kind of leaking out obviously and um he was just so deadpan so like yeah. you know stayed true to himself he never changed really much through the whole thing he was just just a funny and it's I think people he I wouldn't say he was the underdog, but I think he's like the weird kid, you know, and it's great yes, to see the weird kid nice. winning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it kind of restores your fate in humanity when things like that happen. Um He was so deadpan and dry, and like actually Jer hadn't watched it at all since the first episode, and we watched the last half an hour last night, and he was like laughing away at your man's at like Jordan's best bits. He was that type of person that's just so dry. People you kind of have to laugh at him. He's yeah. a very enjoyable character. He's so like I was someone happy that, one. You know, he's like someone who'd roll their eyes at people, but he never actually rolled his eyes. But you could tell that was how he was yeah, feeling yeah. about the situation. <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, interesting background, I'd say. I'm not sure he's got like the most stable of well, his families. Mom. Did you see his mom? 
Mm-hmm. She's, like, um, she's like super. She looks younger than him. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, yeah. I didn't hear an awful lot of chat, but uh, sometimes I kind of just didn't even watch the in-depth chats they were having about things. But anyway, just to say that I was so wrong at the start because remember I said at the start, oh God, that Henry and Jordan, they're terrible toffee Tories, blah, blah, blah. And actually they were two of my favourites by the end. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm glad so to be well proven done. wrong. It was Brilliantly done, I thought. This they season. did some really good things. They did that way. Yeah, they very picked Matty out. It was excellent. The the letters were good. The there was something the day before that was very good as well that they did. They just they, there was someone very well, the clever. The things with the llamas and stuff that was very funny. The when they were cleaning up all the and the party, they were cleaning up all the balls and all that yeah. stuff. That yeah, was yeah, very yeah, very yeah. funny. Yeah. They just I think like I think ITV now is the like UK like capital of reality TV like they are the boss of reality TV now and they're really embracing it and I think it's paying off for them I mean 6 million people voted last night so that just shows you yeah so 6 million people are were watching it obviously and that's just who voted so I'm glad it's getting the views and like I'm delighted Celebrity Big Brother's coming because we've had some iconic Celebrity Big Brother storylines Celebrity Big Brother coming back as well did you not hear that? Yeah, no. Celebrity Big Brother next year. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm pumped. Amazing. Yeah, so Although I have to say I it's really so hard it. because I do the TV podcast and I'm supposed to watch lots of TV for that, you know? And I, when I've got Big Brother, it just takes up so much time. I but know, anyway, yeah. it's a first world problem. I literally show it on in... Um I watch it usually at like eight o'clock in the morning and then I don't watch any yeah, other TV. See, I, can't six hours. I can't because the kids are there and I can't have it on when the kids are there because you just don't know what's going to come up. You know? But anyway, um, listen, we've only got nine minutes left on the podcast. <laughs> We're going to have to keep pushing on. Okay, number three. Three. Fox This Week is, oh my God, such a massively important woman, right? But I am not going to do an awful lot in her. One, because we don't have time. But two, I you could, there's whole... Books, series, everything dedicated to her. So there's so much stuff out there. Mm. You can go and find out more about her yourself. It's Jane Austen. Oh, <laughs> so obviously a huge English novelist uh, known primarily for her six novels, which implicitly interpret, critique and comment upon the British landed Is gentry. Is it only six novels? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. At the end, she died at 41. So um, at the end of the 18th century, she was, I mean, she was born in 1775 and died in 1817. Like, you wouldn't even think it was that long ago that she lived, you know, like 200 years ago. It's wild. Um, Austin's plots often explore the dependence of women on marriage for the pursuit of favourable social standing and economic security. Her deft use of social commentary, realism and biting irony have earned her acclaim among critics and scholars. The anonymously published Sense and Sensibility, 1811, Pride and Prejudice, 18. Prejudice, 1813, Mansfield Park, 1814 and Emma, 1816, were a modest success but brought her little fame in her lifetime. She wrote two other novels, Northanger Abbey and Persuasion, both published posthumously in 1818 and began another eventually titled Sanditon, but died before its completion. Since her death, Austen's novels have rarely been out of print. A significant transition in her reputation occurred in 1833 when they were republished in Richard Bentley's Standard Novels series. They gradually gained wide acclaim and popular readership in 18... In, sorry, popular readership. In 1869, 52 years after her death, her nephew's publication of A Memoir of Jane Austen introduced a compelling version of her writing career and supposedly uneventful life to an eager audience. Her novels have been 
also been inspired many films, including nine, the 1940s Pride and Prejudice, the 1995 Sense and Sensibility, and 2016's Love and Friendship. And there's obviously a Pride and Prejudice that thingies in from the 90s as well, which is very popular. Well, the BBC um, one is the best, yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's Im- influenced things, loads of stuff like mad pop culture stuff like Clueless, you know, is based on Emma and, and things like that. So there you go. And she has joined in 1817, age 41. Another classic example of that, like, can you imagine what she would have gone on to do if she'd yeah. hung around? Because she was kind of getting there in terms of... Yeah, it was only like 10 years before her death, obviously, she started being published. So. Yeah, yeah. So a shame. But um, she was very close to her sister and they used to write to each other. And apparently there was like 4,000 letters, but her sister mm. burnt loads of them because she was so protective of her. So only a few hundred of the letters um, existed in the end and that's what they based the memoir on. But... um. Mm. Just one of these people that, you know, you read this so often when we're researching these foxes, they just didn't stand for the norm. You know, they just pushed the the boundaries, you know, pissed people off, did stuff they weren't supposed to do. And, you know, it's that it's that slogan, isn't it? You know, well-behaved women rarely make history like, you know, so just remind remember remember that people. You don't have to tell the very line. Okay, there you go. That was number three, the fox of the week. The wonderful Jane Austen. Right. Nicolucula, number four. Four. I'll fly through this though, seeing as we haven't minus time. Um, but uh, it was just because, listen, I'm already sick of listening to it and it's not even here yet. But next Friday is Black Friday. A oh, lot yes, of companies yes, yes, yes. have already started their sales and all that stuff. Um, so just a few top little tips for you to get the most of the sales because not everything kicks in until like the, obviously some websites will do it all this week. Amazon started yesterday, yeah. mm-hmm. but some companies uh, will only do it on the day after Thanksgiving. One thing I would just say <clears throat> last year, I remember a lot of electronic companies had upped their prices coming into Black Friday and then Cheeky reduced bastards. them to yeah. the price that they were originally. Mm-hmm. So just a top tip on if you are looking at anything big, like if you're, you know, looking at a TV or anything like that is go take a screenshot of what the price is and then basically check it again next week when the mm-hmm. discounts kick in just mm-hmm. to make sure you're not being ripped off because there is a lot of like, you know, scams mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few quick things. Obviously, follow any of the companies that you want discounts for mm-hmm. on social media because a lot of things, promo codes, all that stuff will be print will be put on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like I need some stuff for the baby for the high chair. So mm-hmm. I'm following like a lot of baby companies at the moment mm-hmm. to see if any of them offer like discount codes on that particular brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um places like Zara, for example, like always add all add the stuff to your basket, whatever you need. Their kids yeah. sale is particularly brilliant. You know, yeah. make sure everything is in your basket. Um there can are you really put it in your basket trackers. or do you just keep it in your favorites? You can put it in favorites, but or some companies you can put it in your basket. But yeah, favorites. So put, to, do one. both. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Next you, is a terror for that. Next empty out your freaking likes. Next is an absolute run. disaster because yeah. it'll tell you something's in stock too when you add it to your basket and it's, it's gone. Not, so. Yeah, that, that's only st- started recently. It's that's really annoying. annoying. Yeah. yeah. And they used the to be thing, great. They used to be like leaders in customer service, and I'm a bit annoyed at them now. But anyway, go on. Yeah. the 26th though is the best day for next. 12 o'clock literally on Christmas night or even Christmas yeah. night itself that, that's when the sales start yeah. uh, very handy website for y'all to put in is camelcamelcamel.com so yeah. if you're after something in particular you put it into camelcamelcamel.com they will save what it is for you and it, they will tell you when they'd set its cheap, cheapest price so example wow. I went to an air fryer a couple of years ago I put it in there yeah. and I'd get an alert when it was at its cheapest that's price if there's anything big that's a great website for you. So there's a few more little tips and stuff, but um, we'll come back to them in the next few weeks. It'll probably be Christmas sales too. So 
Yeah. There we go. That's my big Black Friday Amazing. tip for you. Yeah, I always feel a bit like Black Friday. I feel a bit like, uh, what's the point? With I Black always Friday. get really good discounts like already. You're organised. You're really organised. Uh, and watch out for those. You're great for, you know, some some wonderful people out there aggregate lists, don't they, of the codes and they send them around. So they're very handy. when. Yes, you do. some of them are, but some of them are like not like as in some are published and some, some are completely random from like publications yeah. and stuff. So they are good, but not as good as it used to be because a lot mm. of times the websites will just do it now you know but Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay great thank you very much right number five five so I had a big story about Nadine Shah calling Adam Clayton a fucking spank last year (laughs) and then and then uh, she apologised this week but I'm not going to go into too much detail because we have very little time but essentially he he appeared in this Tin Lizzy documentary and he basically like started talking about how the bass is so important. And he said, one thing you need to know about the bass is that it's big, heavy thing that hangs down between your legs. The bass is the secret oh. weapon. It's where the power comes from. It looks in a groove. It looks in a groove with the drum kit. The drums and the bass give you the nice kind of sexy wiggle of the hips. And then all the kind of girly stuff sits on top. But we are the men of the band. <laughs> so she turned around and said called him this fucking spank or whatever at the time. (laughs) And then so she came out this week and said, I don't, she sort of said, look, uh, I don't take posts down where I've been. (laughs) I don't take posts down where I've been an arsehole and totally accept the criticism and said, look, I should have used my words better, but the sentiment is still there. Like, you know, she still thinks he was out of line to say it or whatever. So, um, yeah, there you go. She said, I had a point here, but my language was immature. I could have just pointed out that sexism and left it there. I was very angry in 2021 and I upset a lot of his fans. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> fair pleasure. I, mean, I love Nadine Shah. She's cool. She's really cool. Yeah, um, I never good. really had a reason to complain about Adam Clayton before, but if you're going to say stupid things like that, you probably deserve a kick up the yeah, ass. Yeah, he's trying to push his like, big dick energy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing worth saying about this weekend is Glastonbury ticket sale tomorrow, everybody. Oh my God. Refresh, 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 refresh. Refresh. Um, but Tomorrow, yeah, it's just, Sunday. Yeah, it's always yeah. Sunday. If you want me to help, I'll be weak. So maybe thank you. You will. <laughs> maybe Maeve will bring some glass to luck this year. Yeah, maybe. Thanks to everybody for listening. It's great to be back with you guys after a couple of weeks. So uh, hang in there. Be Thanks, happy, everybody. Look after yourselves and each other. Cheers. Bye bye.